The show with Dan and Joe. This is episode two. This is episode three. This is episode four. This is episode five. Hit a pen, I pull heavy. In the layout, on a Eddie. I got three of us, run a valley. In New Dios, not for belly. Stay that money, I for Perry. I shoot jumpers, call me Larry. Then they need Yonkers, I need a Navy. Don't need a sponsor, already heaven. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the show with Dan and Joe, presented by Baseballer. Presented by Baseballer. Joe, tell them, show them what, tell them what, what does that mean? What does that mean? Um, so you guys know the account, uh, the Baseballer, the biggest um, baseball account, the biggest on baseball account on Instagram. Yeah. Um, my favorite Instagram account, uh, baseball account on Instagram. We weren't paid to say that. We weren't paid to say that. <laughs> no. This podcast is now sponsored by uh baseballer yeah we got the official new podcast account we're gonna do all the reels and all of, like the highlights and shit on that account because i've just been pushing them on my account oh yeah and the guest today you guys might know him lance mccullers jr so yeah that's kind of a it's kind of a big deal that's kind of sweet yeah so that was awesome i got a picture with him last night at the game which was dope i'll put that up on the screen but yeah we got a really big uh podcast today as you guys see we're presented by baseball nothing's really going to change obviously we're just going to keep doing our thing hopefully just scale and grow and get bigger so if you guys are new make sure to check our other stuff out spotify app music subscribe and all that stuff um, and yeah the scenery is a little different today there's like a bunch of little studios in our whole area and sometimes other ones are rented out so we're just hopping around eventually once we uh, get out to LA that's it's when gonna be our own studio we're gonna get our own studio and we're gonna get some sick baseballer swag all over the place and it'll be dope but yeah hopefully you guys enjoy the episode we're really excited for it. we're gonna ask a lot of questions about Lance's journey through like Tommy John and stuff like that what it's like being an all-star pitcher what was like being a first round draft pick I think it'll be really helpful for a lot of guys like a lot of kids going up in the recruiting game knowing what it's like or a lot of older guys who are like hey i wonder what he was wonder what this really good baseball player does in his free time so big big episode um huge biggest ever biggest ever massive massive and i think it's gonna be a it's gonna be game changing to the whole uh baseball community i I think think. so too i think we're doing something pretty special here so uh welcome to the welcome to the show welcome to the show hopefully you guys enjoy it let's get right into the interview with lance mccullers jr all right let's go baby right into it let's do it all right guys so we got lance mccullers in the studio so 41st overall pick in the 2012 draft big lead debut in 2015 uh 2017 world series champion 2017 all-star and then you underwent tj in 2018 uh, and then last year you went 13 and 5 with a 316 era 185 case which was ninth in the al i found out that was pretty cool and you are good at baseball that was my last name (laughs) so uh, how how are you doing today i'm good man i'm good thanks for having me i'm excited to be here Love what y'all y'all are doing with the show. Yeah, I remember when you followed me. I was on the bus. Yeah, we were coming yeah, from a game, and I was crazy. like, "Holy shit!" And I DM'd you, <laughs> yeah. and you were like, "Oh yeah, I love what we're doing." I'm like, "Oh my god, we were freaking out." Time worked out because I was like two weeks before we came to Boston. I know it's it's yeah. nuts. How do you like Boston? As I love it. I love it here. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I really, I really do. Almost every trip I've been on since uh, 2015, like my wife will come and family. A lot of times yeah. will like fly up here. Yep to meet me so I've always enjoyed it here yeah, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful time of year too but it's not fun to place to be in the winter though oh no well, yeah my buddy went to college up here and that was like the one I'd never been here like in the winter winter I mean postseason's like October but like yeah. the real winter he's like bro it, it's not it's fun. miserable it's there miserable. Yeah, it's the miserable the blizzards dude oh my god especially in the city it's kind of cool in the city but once you get out I'm from New Hampshire okay. it's not <laughs> fun to have blizzards yeah. you don't want to be in yeah, New Hampshire it's not fun so just get right into it. My first question. So we have a lot of younger kind of listeners, guys, doing, yeah. going through the recruiting process and stuff like that, like ages like 14 to like 18. So at 18 years old, what was your mindset and who, who was Lance McCullers at, at 18? Oh, man. Um, 
probably like a stupid young kid, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> but like the recruiting process and stuff, like I think for me, for me, it was different because I, I think I like matured physically, not as far as like, you know, like this, like big, cause I'm, 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 I'm not that big of a guy, but just like my baseball talent, like really kind of peaked young. Like I was throwing really hard from really young. I was committed to the university of Florida. Okay. Yeah. Um, as a sophomore uh, in high school. So, um, but my brother, when he was going through it, he was a, he was a really good catcher, but like nothing like jumped off the page. It was kind of, my brother was one of those kids that like, the more you watch them play, like the more you appreciated his game. Right. It's like a really good catcher, field general type of guy, like would do the small stuff, would, you're not going to go out there and hit 450 foot pumps, but like going to move the runners, good arm, would block, things like that. Got to know his pitchers. He wanted to go to like the big school, Mm -hmm. right? Because maybe maybe for me, like his older brother went to the big, was committed to the big school. I ended up getting drafted, so I signed. But I was like, listen, like the best thing you can do, at that point I'd already signed and was in the minor leagues. I'm like, bro, I look around my locker room, Everybody, not everybody. I don't want to make it seem like that. Yeah. A lot of dudes, JUCO, high end D twos, mm-hmm. or like maybe like some like lower end mid major, like D ones. But like guys that went places where they could play. Yeah, and so my advice exactly. to him was like, bro, you want to go somewhere you can play. You don't want to go to some big school. You know, I'm, if, if that's if that's your path, I've had guys, I've had buddies do both. Yeah, yeah. like preferred walk on. At Auburn, right, prefer sure. to walk on at you know FSU. And I've had other guys go the other route. That's why that was the advice I gave my brother. Yeah. I was like, go somewhere that you're going to play, mm-hmm. because you don't know if you're going to play baseball after right. after college. Yep. You're lucky enough to go to college to play baseball. It's like go somewhere you're going to have fun. Go somewhere you're going to play. He ended up by, um, you end up at UT yeah. eventually, yeah. Yep. um, and then you end up at, at, at Chipola. Yep. But injuries kind of got him, so mm-hmm. that must run in the family. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I guess that's a good segue. So your career, kind of like what I've noticed, it's like you've had really good and then you had a setback and then you did really, you came back for it. So you've had that experience where it's like up and down, you've had to overcome adversity and stuff like that. And a lot of guys, younger guys, especially going through injuries, like your first injury, like you don't even know what to do. Like you're just like, you lose the game and you're just like, I don't know what to do in the six months, a year, whatever. So what's your biggest advice for guys overcoming adversity with injuries or just in general and going through the process? Bro, like for me, you know, I, um, I'm a pitcher, and obviously now, but in high school, tr- travel ball and stuff. Like I played shortstop, pitched as well. So for me, it's like I didn't understand like what an injury was. I was mm-hmm. never injured in my life. Yeah, you know, played football, basketball, baseball my whole life. Never missed a game doing anything. Never missed a practice. Mm-hmm. And so I get into the minor leagues, and you know, I, I didn't. I wasn't there too long in the minors, but. I didn't have any issues, um, you know, some small stuff here and there, like trying to adjust to being a starting pitcher because I really only pitched. I mean, I pitched like a little bit. If there's ever if there's such thing as like a closer in mm-hmm. high school, I'd come in from shortstop and like yeah. close yeah, my first like, couple yeah. years, my first three years. And then my senior year um, that summer was when things kind of separated for me. And I was like, all right, like it's either, you know, I got, I'm probably going to be a pitcher if I really want to like give myself the best chance to, you know, play in the big leagues. I had a great 2015, no injuries. And then I show up in camp in 16. My shoulder was like, yeah. just like killing me. Didn't know what was going on. I had no idea. I was like, I don't know, like, you know, what to do. We're trying to like work through it, change my mechanics, all that stuff. Ended up by blowing out my elbow mm. um, because of like the, my arm, my arm changed. Um, my arm swing change, I, I guess you could say. And really since that point of like 2016 spring training, a lifelong of like never dealing with injuries um, have led to like the last like seven years, like six, seven years, always battling. Yeah. Um, so like you said, I feel like really for me, the only thing that's been keeping me, holding me back, I guess would say from like really being where I would feel like I'm like one of the guys around, around the league is just like the health aspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
But with the injuries, you know, it, it, it builds character, I guess. I mean, you appreciate the game a lot more when you do get to play. Um, you know, you, you, it kind of slows you down a little bit, especially those long rehabs. And for me, on, on the rehab stuff, you're going through a rehab, you're kind of grinding. Like, I, I, I just kind of broke it down, like, every single day. You know, like, when I'm at the TJ rehab, I had surgery, I had surgery with Eltrol. She's like, listen, this is going to be, like, a 15, 16-month rehab. Like, none of this 10, 11, 12 yeah. months type stuff. Like, you're going to – it's going to be a long time. Mm-hmm. So, for me, trying to look, like, all the way 15, 16, 17 months out – um, Seems there's so a big away. gap. Yeah. So yeah, I just yeah, kind of broke small. it down to like, you know, gain an inch every day yep. and just like do my best every single day. And, um, you know, then ultimately at the end, I believe like those inches that I gain every day will like lead me to like the miles down the road, so to speak exactly. of where I need to be. So that's kind of like the mindset that I, that I take. And also like, you don't have, a, I don't have a choice. This is what I do. You got to make the best of it. And like, it, that's your job, you know, rehabbing at that point. Um, is your job and I right. when people get on me for like being injured it's like bro being being injured and rehabbing is the worst thing ever you didn't think ever yeah. like <laughs> yeah. being in a normal five day routine or six day routine depending like okay I lift okay I throw a bullpen all right I lift again get some treatment go yep. and go try to shove like that's easy life easy. Yeah. like that's and you're hurt you when you're hurt and just like every day that. you're going in early and you have this like massive sheet of stuff to do and i mean that's that's what sucks so i i, I find it funny when people like dog on guys for being hurt it's like it's like you don't yeah you don't want to be bro, that's the hurt. last yeah. thing anybody wants to be yeah. it's like the most miserable time um but like i said just gain an inch every day stay focused on the task at hand that day and that's what you do now. You're you're a rehabber until you until you can you know get back on the field. Yeah, it's like that compound. And I just finished reading Atomic, Atomic Habits. I don't know if you ever read, read that book. It's about like compound interest and like how the little things every single day lead to those big results. And when you get hurt, like rehab, that's exactly like you so just have is. to have that mindset because yeah. it seems um, a, a year seems so far away. Like it's like oh it my is. god. And yeah. especially yeah. your your job Very is to awesome. be a competitor. Your job is to go out there and like do perform on the field. So it's like man, you just yeah. have to watch from the sidelines. But Okay, kind of going jumping a little bit back to like your younger years and recruiting and stuff like that. When did you know you were like a dude and you're like, okay, I'm I'm gonna be a professional baseball player? Um, I don't. I, I, that's kind of hard to like pinpoint that moment. But I I made varsity as a freshman and I started at third base for us. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That year, so I I actually I ended up by winning like Max Preps National Freshman of the Year. Okay, so it was like me and like I think the sophomore of the year was Harper. Oh shit! And so I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty right. good company. All right, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And then like that yeah. summer. Uh, I started like doing the travel ball stuff, yep. and um, like I went to Jupiter down there. Yep. Like then, like the rankings came out for like our class, and I think at the time, I think the first ranking I was like maybe number nine mm-hmm. or something like that. And then by the time sophomore year ended, I was number one. Okay, and I was like, I'd always known like my dad played in the big leagues, right. so I'd always known that like that's what like I wanted to do. But like what you want to do and like what you can do are two right. like different things. Right. And I think around that period of time, probably like. 15, 16, I was kind of like, I think like I can not only do this, but um, like it can be like a legit like career path for me. So that's kind of when I stopped playing basketball. Yeah. I stopped playing like, you know, football, stuff like that. And I kind of pushed my chips in. Were you just a freak athlete in general or like just a really good baseball player? Cause I was a good athlete. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I definitely excelled at baseball, like, like bar none, mm-hmm. like yeah. the most, but I was, I was a really good athlete. 
just overall like growing up um i grew up with two younger brothers like i said they're they're twins um and they're only 20 months younger than me okay, so yeah. it was like oh, competition playmates <laughs> yeah, already yeah, so it was yeah. like every day you know my dad is like a kid at heart so um you know it's every day like basketball in the driveway or just like football oh, yeah, in the backyard yeah. you know a lot of fighting going yeah. on so um i think just in general but i was like a good like I had a lot of like God given like like ability yeah. from like a young age, sure. but you know you have to work for it too. Like eventually, like that that like that ability like won't get you like to a certain point. Yeah. So that kind of segues into another thing. So we've talked about like genetics versus like hard work, especially for velo because it's yeah. such a huge thing. So how much you throw? I mean, you sit like ninety five. I think your average was like ninety four point eight or something like yeah. that last year, which is crazy. But can anybody throw ninety five miles an hour? Or um, do you have to- I mean, I I don't know, man. Like yeah. my baseball like abilities like. I, I joke a lot with like my wife, like my friends. Like I was like I always peaked in high school. <laughs> like I, I remember at the East Coast Pro Showcase as a junior, like I think I hit I was facing Buxton actually. Oh, okay. And oh, nice. I think it's like Buxton was like just kinda coming on. He was like a late bloomer, like in our draft class. Yep. And I think my first pitch there was like like one oh one. I was just a junior in high school, like 17. Oh, my God. I didn't realize you were up to this. So, Jeez, oh, my God. I think that yeah. was just, like, God-given. Yeah, Because, right. like, That's it's, it's, there's so much, it's so different already. So, like, I'm 28. There was no Instagram. Yeah, like, there yeah, was no Twitter. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. we had, like, MySpace. Yeah. That was, like, really <laughs> yeah. it. So I'm, I'm aging myself a little bit. But, like, yeah. my, the point is, is, like, there wasn't, like, all of these, like, videos and, like, coaches online. And, I mean, bro, like, when I grew up, like, we didn't, I didn't lift in high school. Oh, no, like, yeah, there was yeah, no yeah, lifting. Yeah, there was, that. like, I don't even think we did, like, shoulder care. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, go play. Go play. Go like, play. It was still yeah, kind of yeah, like that last, baseball, yeah. like, we were just, like, doing, like, you're just, you're just, playing you're just going out there and just yeah. playing ball. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that was just, like, God-given. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've seen guys, like, maybe if you're, like, a guy that's around, like, God-given, like, 89, 90, 91, I think you could probably, like, you know, get with like a really good pitching coach or like learn some hip, you know, hip shoulder separation type stuff mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of climb. But at, at some point, like, like we just are who we are, yeah, you know, at right. some point, like, but at the same time, as I watched Dallas Kaika win a Cy Young at 15, had a front row seat, and my guy was throwing 88, yeah. 89, yeah, yeah. 88, carving. You know, yeah, and so yeah. like, yeah, I can't right. make the ball move like he makes the ball move. I'm like, that's God given. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So um, I think point. it just depends. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. I mean, obviously, you're in a different situation right now, but what does a day in the life look like? In season versus off season versus like rehab. It just depends. Like the World Series year, we played into November. Last year, we played into November. I was obviously I got hurt in the postseason. So, but you're looking at like maybe a couple weeks off, mm-hmm. like max. Do you throw year round? Or do I don't throw year round. I know I know some guys do. It's mm-hmm. like something I've considered doing. Um, I have started shortening my period of time though. Mm-hmm. Like when I was super young, like 21, 22, 15, 16. Um, I would take like if we finished in October, like let's say October fifteenth. I wouldn't start throwing until like closer to you know end of December, January. Okay. Wow. Because like that was like the thing. It was like oh, you want to take two or three months off? You can type type of deal. Yeah. Now I think after twenty twenty, I think we finished uh, in the COVID like little playoffs. Um, around like the 20th of October, I think I started throwing it like right before Thanksgiving. Okay. So it wasn't even a month. Yeah. A lot of guys, like I know Scherzer throws like year round. Mm-hmm. I know some guys throw like, some guys throw like footballs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some guys throw like footballs yeah. and, and replacement of baseballs. Like keep, kind of keep that arm moving. You know, during the season, it's like you, you pitch, like hopefully you do well. Like no matter what the day after, like the first thing I do go to the field is like, I got to break the film down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like for, for better or for worse, you know? And, and you try to look like, okay, first box, like was there something I was doing that was like, like over the top, I, I bet you like a volley today is like, was I tipping yesterday? Yeah. Like he's gonna go to the film, <laughs> yeah, he's gonna like start yeah. playing, like he's gonna sync it up like slow motion. Yeah. And then if like that's not it, then you just go to like you know pitch sequence, you know kind of how my mechanics were that day, was I executing my game plans, like all my stuff's written down. Mm-hmm. I got like a notebook and it's like 
the whole game plan is written down, the guys I'm going to face, what they do versus what I do, how I want to attack them. So I kind of cross-referenced that with like the video. Like, was I following my game plan? Right. And if I did, and there were quality pitches, like I just got beat that day. Yeah. You know, like, sometimes you just get beat. Yeah, like right. it is what it is. Like you can you can yeah. pitch solid and like you just, you just get, get beat. beat. You get beat. Yeah. Um, so kind of kind of do that. Uh, the first thing, like the next day, would be like the lower body, like heavy lower, like run type day. Like try to like just like get the body moving. Next day would be uh, bullpen day. Um, and I've early in my career, I like would kind of skip those days. But as I've gotten a little older, like no matter what, like even if I'm throwing grenades off the mound, like yeah. I'm getting on that hill, yeah. like and I'm I'm you gonna fight through it, like yeah. like Verlander and like Cole and like those guys were like super big on that. And then you know you do upper, and then and then after that, like those first two days, like a little bit of recovery mixed in. Mm. Then like you're just building up for like the next game. Yeah. It's like just like dive into the film I, I may watch more film than other guys do I'm not really sure but like yeah big film guy huh yeah, yeah. I just feel like if I'm prepared I feel like if I have like even decent stuff and I'm prepared and like I can like think clearly on the mound yep because earlier in my career like sometimes I would go through like waves of like I would do a bunch of film but it was like just like too much like BS yeah. it was just like I'm just watching I'm just like taking in too much stuff then I would like kind of refined it then I was like no film for a while and then I finally got to like a comfortable po- like area, like probably 2020, 2021, where it was like very specific type of like film that I could like take to the field from a notebook to like the yeah. dugout so like, I can prepare for the next inning. I know how I'm going to attack these guys, me and Maldi, who's pretty much caught me, um, you know, from 2020, 2021. Like we'll go over the scouting like days before kind of in our hotel rooms. Yep. So like on the mound, it's like clear mind and it's just, it's just attack mode, but it's like, it's like specific. Yeah. So like the preparation breeds the confidence you think on the mound or is it just like I think so like yeah. I, I like I never want to I've, I've done it before like I said where like I haven't watched that much film and I'll go out and I'll get hit and I'll be up at night like, like four or five yeah, in the morning and yeah. be like I don't even know why I threw that pitch <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. why did I throw that yeah, you know yeah, why, yeah. like I got yeah. beat today because of this you know this kind of like chain of events and I don't even know why I did that yeah. So you're talking about those guys that you play with, like those studs, like the Garrett Coles and, and the Verlanders and them. So what in like Correa and Altuve, like what have you seen from those like great, insane, historic baseball players that differs from like even good baseball players? Like what in their preparation or is it just God given or what have you seen that differs? It's from just consistency. It's mm-hmm. just like the ability to like be close to your best on like a daily basis. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I, I say, like, oh, like the big thing is like, oh, you're never going to go out there like with your best stuff. It's like you're going to have 30 starts and, you know, maybe five to seven or eight of those starts, you're going to like have your best stuff. It's like you're going shutties, like mm-hmm. six, seven, eight, yeah. maybe like CGs. And then the other games, you're going to have like okay stuff. And sometimes you're just not going to have it. Like with those guys, what I realize the most and, and what I try to take into like like 20, 2021 20, is like, even on those like days off, like those like days, you don't have like your best stuff or like whatever the case is. Like you gotta, you gotta find a way to like make it happen. Like right. it's not just okay to be like, oh, I just found my stuff today. Right. It's like, you gotta find a way to make it happen. Yeah. Like you gotta find a way to, to grind through five, grind through six, like talking one, two runs, like max, like just that consistency of being able to like still put up good performances, even like when the stuff's off. That makes or breaks a season. Yeah. Like I remember, I can even go back to, there's almost one start every single year in my career. 15 I gave up I think seven or eight against Texas in two-thirds maybe even a one-third of an inning I'm talking mm. like I started the game to make it out of the first yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I finished the year with a three-two so you take out those nine runs you're talking like sub, sub three, sub yeah. three. Yeah. and 17 or 18 rather I had a game where I faced uh, Minnesota it was like frigid but I gave up nine yeah. and three finished the year with like a three seven three eight so now yeah. you're talking low three yeah 2020 I gave up nine 
to the Diamondbacks yeah. in one inning. I was perfect through three, oh and I gave up God. nine runs in the fourth. Yeah. That haunts Finished that year yeah. with like a 3-8 yeah. in a short season. Yeah. If you get rid of that, I had like yeah. a 2-2. Two, two. Oh exactly. You know the what I mean? The fact that you remember those so specifically, too, tells me like... But that's the difference. Yeah, that's, like, the, that's difference. the difference yeah. between yeah. finishing yeah. with yeah. top five Cy Young, top ten Cy Young votes, and then like not getting votes not at all. So those grades get... One game, one inning. Yeah, one game, one inning. So like you're talking... Like you know Verlander or Cole or you know these guys are to my up, like up to a point like me last year. It's yeah. like you have to start recognizing like during the game, even if it's a second or third inning, like this is the make or break. Mm, right. Like this is the time. So Verlander was pitching the other day against Washington, and it was the first I think, and I, I it was either first and second or maybe bases loaded. Hernan, uh, Hernandez was up. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like their hottest hitter right now, yep. and he's sitting like four seventy with runners in scoring position. Oh, so like Verlander this year has been like 93, 94, yeah, 95. Yeah, right. It was like 97, 98, 97, 98. The Emptying the tank. Like in the first, uh-huh. gets out of it, ends up by he, – you know, he got through five, but it was yep. five shutty. Yep. Like that's the difference. Yep. Like if he gives up a double or a homer there – Talking th- two, three, four yeah. runs yep. in the first, yep. your day is ruined. Yeah. yeah, like now you're just trying to eat innings to like help the bullpen. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. So like that's like that's that is like what I started to like observe from these guys. It was like there was never any of these like crazy outlier games. Yep. It was like when I was going two and a third and giving up nine, on like my worst day of the season, they were going like five and one. Right. Like that was like the difference. Like finding a way mm-hmm. to like make it happen when like everything is shit so i think that like just like going out there and like being like consistently good even like when you're you're not feeling your best or like not having like your best like days not seeing the ball up the plate it's like carlos like last year it was like bobby like i my swing's terrible right now i I don't know what's going on he's like bro i'm just gonna like go out there try to battle and like i'm gonna try to get some walks today yeah if seinfeld again Oh my god! <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it. Down. You know what I mean? I'm just gonna leave it down. But yeah, thank it you. was like yeah. it was like I'm gonna try to go grind for like maybe like some situational hitting or like maybe like one knock if I get like in a good count. But I'm gonna try to walk like two times today. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm gonna try to like get on base and like do what he can, do yeah, what I can. Yeah. So like just like that is kind of like the difference I think. And you look at like Carlos's years, like last year with like the strikeout rates and like the on base percentage things like that. That like like mind to body like awareness of like I just don't have it like yep. today like yep. it's not it's not going for me that is like what makes like I think the difference I think it's like a mental and like a thing. full season yep. just like constantly staying locked in the regular season at some point is like monotonous I know oh, it sounds yeah. weird so long. but like I'll be driving to the park especially last year like it'd be like August what so I faced I faced <laughs> the Dodgers last year it may have been like super early August and that was our first game back there since like the cheating scandal and it mm. was like I was the first one. I mean, we played there in 20, I think, but um, there was no fans. Or maybe it was the postseason in 20, whatever it was. So first game back with fans last year. And it was like a big buildup, you know, and I was the first one pitching. And I I just remember, like, I was so locked in for that game. And I, I shoved. But then, like, the next three games, I was just, like, down. Uh, I was just, like, you were, you were up I was, like, way yep. peaked. Yep. We flew home. We got home at, like, 4 in the morning. We had a night game, that second game as mm-hmm. well. So we got home, like, 4 or 4.30 in the morning or, like, maybe even later. I think the sun was already up when we got home. The next couple starts, bro, I was, like, way down. Yeah. yeah. Not focused. Wasn't locked in. Probably wasn't doing little things right in between my starts. Like, that was, like, the game I had circled. Because yeah. I had asked for that game, like, months in, in advance. Yeah. I was like, hey, listen, we get here. Like, we got to, like, figure out how to work it out because I want I want the ball. Then after that, I was like, it was like a lull. And I didn't pitch well, like, for a couple games after that. And then you have to kind of, like, re-pick it up. But, like, Justin, Garrett, Dallas, like, these guys that I've seen win Cy Youngs and I've seen just, like, compete, just the ability to, like, 
focus every game, take every at bat, um, like it means something, like it's the playoffs, yeah. I think is, is, is a big thing. Like at this point in your career, this is more like philosophical, I guess. But yeah. How do you, how do you measure success at this point where you're at? Um, that's a good question. Uh, a lot has changed for me because like I'm, a, I'm, I have a daughter, she's two, um, you know, so like a lot of things I have, and she, uh, my wife was pregnant and we, she was born like during my TJ rehab. So like a, like a big transition in my life happened like at that point where like, you know, being successful, like on the baseball field was like how I, and I think a lot of people like they, how they measure themselves, you know, kind of how they, they find their self-worth. And then, you know, when you become like a husband and a father, um, how you're performing the baseball field is like, it starts getting lower on the list, yeah. but then you start playing better at the same time. Like there's not as much emphasis on like there is emphasis on still playing. Well, obviously, right. but it's not, it's not like, everything. It's not everything yeah. as far as like what you need to like fulfill yourself, mm. like make, you know, having like a, you know, being a, a great father and like having, you know, healthy family. And I mean, the list just kind of starts, it starts, you know, baseball, like performing, like just to perform, like starts falling on the list a little bit. Yeah. But it also kind of frees you up. Yeah. It freed me up. Yeah. And I felt like, you know, very, uh. I felt like I had a lot of self-worth and a lot of, um, like in other areas of my life. Yeah. So it just allowed me to just like, just go, go pitch, go play, knowing that like, I'm going to come home to like the, like to my number one. Yeah. Like I wasn't, when I, I wasn't like leaving the field, like leaving my number one. Yeah, it was right. like, that's all I had. So if I didn't play well, Good I was point. just like depressed. Yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. So is that the biggest thing you think from like 18 to 28? So look at you at like 18 years old versus 28. Your fulfillment comes from like maybe at 18 it was from how well you played in the field versus yeah. now it's like, like it does, it's cool to play well on the field, but like how's your family doing stuff like that? I think that's the biggest difference. I think so. And I think as, you know, I've been with the Astros since I was 18. And um, that's crazy. Yeah. I that's debuted, crazy. I mean, I debuted at 21. And so a lot of it as well, like just playing well, like starts falling and things start going above it. It's like, I really have a, a great relationship with like the people of Houston and like the fans in Houston, like yeah. the city of Houston. And like we, like my family and a lot of my teammates, I mean, we just like have pour ourselves into the city because of like how much they've supported us and how much they've given us. That starts going ahead of like, just like base performance, being a good fit, like being a good example and like role model, like in, 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 like in the city and like, Playing well almost comes from just a want to make the people of Houston and like like proud of us. You know what I mean? So it's like you're not just playing well for yourself. I, it just a lot changes like in that in that time period. You know, you get and you get more like financially secure, so you get to take a deep breath. You know, I remember young earlier in my career, like even when I had like a bad shoulder and a bad UCL, was like, I was just pitching through it yeah. because I was like, I need to, I need to pitch, I need to, I need, to, I need to, you know, get innings, I need to pitch well because I need to make money and right. all this stuff. And then you kind of get to a point where like that's all good, and now you just get to like, and it kind of all happens at once. I feel where it's like now you're financially secure and you have, you know, you're you not everyone, but like me in particular, like I have a family and, you know, we have foundation and like the city of Houston's become like our home. So it becomes more about just like being like a good person and like trying to just like find outsides. Like when you, like when I started finding like self-worth in myself, like from the inside out, like from my family and like stuff like that, like I feel like that's like when I started playing better. Yeah. So is that what you want, like kind of your legacy to be like, you know, it's great to be a great baseball player, but you want to be known as like a great person. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I know like the cheating scandal and stuff has like skewed it quite a bit. I mean, um, I mean, I, I was, I was on the team. Like I knew it was going on, but I'm, I'm, I'm not a hitter, but, yeah. um, you know, I was still there. I was still part of it. Like I still wear it, you know, 
um, because you know we, we we did it. You know, we, we knew we knew what the deal was. But um, you know, I I think that also in a way helped me like stop worrying about like outside opinion. You know, I think everyone kind of falls into it, especially like in today's age, um, where it's like the person like the at on Twitter becomes more important than like what your wife says. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, and I, right. I think once the cheating stuff happened, it, I was 20, I don't know, maybe 19. So I was only like 25, 26. Um, like that, I had to just like give that up because everything was bad. And like, I'm not like complaining about it, but it was like death threats and like all this stuff. Yep. So I was like, all right, no one likes us anymore. Like no one likes nobody. us anymore. Yeah, so it's nobody. not, a, it's, yeah. I just got to let that yeah, go. Yeah. So it that's, is is, that's right? when I kind of like changed for me as well, because I started finding like more like value and like, it's, it sounds stupid to say out loud. It's like, oh, you didn't value like your wife's opinion yeah. or like your family's opinion, like or your close friends. But like, it's kind of just like the day and age we're in. Like you could post an Instagram and have a hundred positive comments and like the one negative one, comment yep. like just eats at that. you, man. Yeah. Like it just yeah. it just gets on your for skin some, for whatever reason, reason. Especially if it's something you're low-key like insecure about. You're yeah. Like, you're like, hey, yeah. It just like, like it just gets at you. Yeah. Like when people used to be like, oh, you can't stay healthy and stuff, but it would get at me. But now it's like, well, I do everything I can. Like Yeah, and it's I, like you're you're behind a phone saying this. Like yeah, I'm actually doing it's it. Like, it's like it's but you know, it'd be crazy to see like how much money like professional athletes spend to like try to just like be healthy. Yeah. And it just like still doesn't happen for them. Right. Like especially like for me. So you're like, I'm searching for everything I can. It's like I'm just like sitting on the couch eating, you know, Doritos, <laughs> drinking beer. Yeah. Um and it's just still like not working out. But yeah, I think I think for like young athletes, I would say like try to find value in like yourself. And like what you want to do and like really find like what you love and just like do it because you love it and like surround yourself, surround yourself by people that push you forward and like are like positive influences and um, like believe in you and things like that. And like take that like inner circle and like let that be like your your motivation and like your like find self-worth in that versus like searching for some like random person with like an egg emoji to like like you yeah type yeah. thing it's, like, it's a tough yeah. it's a tough thing for young people to navigate it was tough for me at 25 yeah. as like a big leaguer who like and like i can't imagine like high school kids or like kids in college you know what i mean yeah. who's the greatest baseball player you've ever seen in person i would i would say for me personally and it's it's a little closer to home but i would say um like the most talented guy like from just top to bottom it's probably like Byron Buxton. Yeah, really? yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a big wow. Byron Buxton guy. Top yeah. to bottom, I think. Yeah. Uh, I think. I think Byron Buxton is like the most. He's like six tools. Yeah, he's got. Yeah. He's got his respect this year too. Well, he's finally healthy, right? I that think. Was pl- thing. Well, yeah. I think. I think players have had had his respect for for a long yeah. time. I it's think more the public doesn't. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I, I think right. the public's always a couple years behind. Yeah, yeah. you know, like I, I that's, think that's a good. Uh, I think mm-hmm. players like respected Altuve like a ton. Yeah. Like way before right. he became like perennial All Star yeah. MVP, you know, yeah. type Altuve. Um, I also would say like uh, Carlos Correa yep. is like one of one of the more like freakish, just like pure like athletes I've ever seen. Right. Um, you know, because he had a really bad um, like leg ankle surgery when we were in high A. Mm. Before that, I mean, he's still he's still fast now. He's still quick now. But like, before that, like he had probably like borderline elite speed. Jeez. Um, at like six four. Yeah, he's huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Cannon doesn't really. I mean, he's got the best arm in baseball. Yeah. Just like I think, like for any infield outfield, like the the ability to like the way he makes throws, like the accuracy that he's able to make those throws with, um, yeah. 
And like he, you know, he got drafted. He was like a hitting forward guy. Yeah. And so he's turned himself as like a hitting forward, a rod type of like projected hitter into a platinum glove winner. Yeah. So like when you can do things like that, like that's just like freakishly like yeah, athletic because yeah. like you take something that like maybe wasn't your strongest suit right. originally and you make it your best, so like his best attribute. So who would be your best player in the league right now? I still would probably say mm, just because I, I think I think Soto. Soto. Yeah. yeah. Someone asked me, like a, a, reporter yeah. Asked her, a reporter asked me yesterday who I thought was the most underrated player in baseball, and I, I said Juan Soto. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think, like, yeah. I saw y'all's, like, segment the other day about the underrated, overrated yeah, yeah, type yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think Soto just does, like, everything. Right. Elite, yeah, and so I think we like we take it for granted. Like I looked up at the board the other day, and I think he had like eight homers, like seven doubles. He's hitting like two seventy, and I'm like, he's off, kind of off to a slow start. Yeah, and I'm thinking like, did I just say that? (laughs) You know, like he's probably, I mean, he's probably on his way to another another All Star season. He's probably going to finish top five in the MVP again. The guy's like twenty three years old. Yeah, Yeah, he's. Um, But I think. Like, just, like, from a skill standpoint, like, the best player is Byron Buxton. Yeah. No trout. The best player is Byron Buxton. You have Mike Trout there? (laughs) Yes. And that's another player I think is underrated. Trout, you think Mike Trout's underrated. In in the game today, it's like you just, like I said about the playoffs, and the people are going to watch this or hear this and be like, this guy's guy's crazy. But it's like, you get so conditioned to something. You get so conditioned to a guy going out there, hitting 300, hitting 40 pumps, playing elite defense with elite speed, never, like, hardly ever strikes out. Um like you get accustomed, you get you get like numb to it. It's the LeBron yeah. effect. It's a LeBron like, effect. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's the Albert Pujols when he hit three hundred with a hundred ribbies and thirty homers for like ten years in a row. Yeah, it's like oh, this is Albert. He's yeah. underrated. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. it, it's kind of like that yeah. effect. So yeah. I think like right now, like the most like just oh, and uh, Tatis is up there. Yep. But like you think so? But Buxton, yeah, yeah I've seen I've for seen Tatis play. Yeah. Yeah. That is like one of like the best players. Yeah. I mean, he yeah, probably he, needs to be like, hey, you should you should not do like that. And you should, like, I saw like the soccer clip where he almost like blew out his ankle and his knee, like yeah. playing soccer <laughs> in the outfield. He's yeah. a freak athlete. Yeah. It's hard to like contain those guys. They're so young. Yeah, he's really young. I forget. It's like how young John, he is. It's like yeah. John Moran, same thing. Yeah, it's like yeah. bro. Like, like back in the day, I was 21, 22, 23. It's like I'd, I'd go to the I'd go to the freaking 24 hour fitness and grind basketball yeah. for hours. Yeah, yeah, pick up. And like I think back, I'm like that's stupid. Yeah, I was real stupid, but. Um, it just depends on like like what you're asking. Like the best overall player, like right now, or like the best, like the most talented, or like both. Like, yeah, so Buxton, Buxton is. I think Buxton's Buxton. the most talented player yeah. in the big leagues. I yeah. think he he's the Five fastest. Tool. He's the he throw he has the best arm. I think from the outfield, one of the best arms. Crazy pop, you know, hitting yeah. for average. Um, so I think we're talking five, you know, tool player. I think he's like one of the only like pure five tool players we have. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. like Trout, like I'm not, right. I'm not. He's um, like he's gonna like he's. I play against him for yeah. seven years. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like yeah. I think the only thing is like is probably like the arm. Yeah, mm. I you agree. know, it's like I the agree. arm. So like, it's if you're asking like he does the other four four tools at such a high level yeah, that like he just really forget, it doesn't really matter. Right, right. Like because he's so fast, he plays great, you know, great off his Gold Glover, Unreal Power, like all everything I've already mentioned. He's just. He's probably the best, you know, player of our generation, um, or maybe maybe he may end up all time the best yeah. player ever. Yeah, I think he's so um, great. So, but we talk about like pure five tools, like you're just breaking them Box. down, like you have no name attached to it. Yeah, yeah. Like Bionics. even Soto, it's like he's you know maybe he's not the fastest or right. they have the best arm, but he plays like smart outfield. Yeah. But Buxton is like the pure five tool player. Yeah. Yeah. Like Tatis is like a pure five tool player. Yeah, he is. That, yeah, power, yeah, average, yeah. speed, like fielding. Yeah, you know, that's that's. The I think it's Tatis. more up here yeah. with him. Yeah, yeah me too. I, it's more I'm mental. With, it's yeah. more mental with Tatis yeah. fielding so what than, about, than anything. What about pitchers? Who's your underrated or who's the best pitcher in the league? You think? 
Um, you better say yourself. I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, okay. I would. Mat, I yeah. would say, like, if you're if we're just looking at trackmans, I would say I have like like top three trackmans in the big leagues. Sorry. What's your spin rate on? You have a knuckle curve, right? Yeah, it's like three thousand oh, plus. Knuckle. Yeah. 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 It's like pretty good. Another thing, another good, uh, another good uh, advice for like young kids that have a, that had access to like Rapsodos, Trackmans, things like that. If you're confused about like what I have always tried to do is I've always tried to develop in a, in a vortex. So like isolated, just by itself, no name attached to it, no arm slot, no perceived whatever from the hitter. Mm -hmm. Like I, I want to develop a plus plus pitch by itself. Yep. So I want to develop a plus breaking ball, whether that means depth, velo, spin. There's a bunch of different ways to get there. Yep. Like w- like Wayno's curveball would not probably rank out very high yep. on like a TrackMan like yeah. data system, but he has super super late. It's just like it's it tumbles late hard. Yeah. So it's hard for like the hitters to gauge that. But yeah. so like there's gonna be things that are like outliers. Like Max Scherzer's four seam doesn't probably play like in an analytical like algorithm high but he throws from, he, he comes in from like a low angle yeah, yep. and kind of like upshoot and it just explodes so yeah. guys miss it versus like a pure like backspun 22 23 inch like rise ball right. like stuff like like verlander right. has yeah so like i try to like develop pitches individually that are like plus bigly pitches and then from there i try to learn how to blend them together and then after I learn how to try to like blend them, then I work on like command yeah. and control. Because like my thing is like I, I led the AL in walks last year, mm-hmm. but I also led the AL in batting average against. Mm. So it's like guys aren't getting hits off me. I can afford to put some guys on base. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like on your on your bad days when you're not executing like perfect command things of that nature, like your nasty shit's gonna hold you over. Yeah. I added my slider last year because I feel like I was missing something. So I went to our analytical team, like, yo, like what with my breaking ball? So my breaking ball is like twelve, like twelve and twelve. So like twelve drop and like twelve sweep, mm-hmm. but it's at like mid eighties with like crazy high spin rate. So it's it 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 grade it grades out like crazy high. But like they're like, you don't need a slider. I'm like, I'm not telling you, I'm not asking your opinion. I'm asking, <laughs> I don't get I'm not asking you for what I need. I'm yeah. asking you, tell me what a borderline a hittable slider is. And they're like, All right, um, a hoppy slider, a hoppy sweepy slider. So that was my focus. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to figure out how to throw a slider that has massive sweep, but also has hop. So guys are going to swing under it. Mm-hmm. Right? Sure as shit. Let's work <laughs> on it, work on it, work on it. Mess with grips, you know, with your arm angle and your hand angle, things like that. And I developed a sweepy hoppy slider. Yeah. So strictly track man data. If we're just looking at the numbers, who's the who's the best pitcher in the league in your opinion? Um, the best track mans in the league are probably like Corbin Burns. Mm-hmm. Myself, yep. but that doesn't that doesn't make you the best pitcher though. Right, it doesn't make it. So and now it helps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it helps. I mean, there's other guys who probably have like disgusting track me that I'm, I'm not like really even considering. Sure. I think for me, it's like if you develop like nasty pitches, like if you have like a plus plus MLB like big league pitch, if you're in high school, if you're in college, it's gonna carry you. Yeah, like yeah. you're gonna get looked at. Like you're they're gonna right. say oh, this guy. Like you're gonna get updrafted because like you develop a, a crazy like a crazy pitch, whether yeah. it's a changeup or. You know, I also went to my guy, the little guys years ago. I used to throw a split change. Mm-hmm. Wasn't really working out for me. I said, "Who's has the best changeup in the big leagues?" And they're like, "Felix Hernandez." And I was like, "What does his changeup look like on the TrackMan chart?" And they were like, "He's got uh, like a hundred percent sideways spin, so it, it's just, it just starts to tunnel down. Yeah, like yeah. I call it like the UFO, yeah, like the, the UFO spin. Area, yeah. And he's got like fifteen to seventeen to twenty inches of like um, horizontal." Yep. 
Um, and it, some of them are actually like under the line, mm. like under, like, so it's actually like a, sl- like, it's almost like a, like it, it reads like a lefty slider, like yeah. a Chris Sale slider. What it reads like. That's absurd. And yeah. I was like, I'm gonna, I gotta figure out how to get. So sh- I, yeah. I, you got the, you like find like where the water is and like find out how to get to the water. Yeah. And like, so like then you'd start developing a change up in your bullpens and you start, you know, start figuring out like, like the spin and like the, like the depth and all that stuff. And like, sure, sure enough, like I ended up by, it took me like two years, yeah. but I ended up by developing like a pretty identical change up to like Strasburg and to Felix Hernandez. Right. So like you try to like take inspiration from guys and like what they do best. And then you do your best to like get there. Yeah. And then so at the end of the day, you walk out in the field and your confidence comes from knowing like I've done the preparation, I've done a little yeah. stuff. Plus my stuff is just, it should be, it should be, it's not always this <laughs> way. Always it way. should be, Unhittable stuff. Yeah. Right. Yep. So who's your favorite pitcher to watch? Uh, I like Bueller. I, I love watching Bueller, Bueller pitch. Yeah, I love yeah. Bueller. I, I love watching Scherzer pitch. Yeah. yeah, I love Scherzer yeah. watching Yeah, Bueller got a hit off me last year in the Dodgers <laughs> game. I think no he gave up two hits, and he got one of them. Yeah. Uh, like a like a 0-0, like, layover heater, and he just, like, hit it right back up the middle. He hit it hard, too. He had, like, 102. Too. Yeah, yeah, Bueller, he's he's fun to watch, man. Scherzer's always been one of my favorites. Um you know, because of just like his longevity and like he's just like gotten better and better each year. Like no matter how old he gets, yeah. he like he does the same thing. I'm kind of talking about. He, he learns how to like. I feel like he feel like I'm missing something. Like what can I do to develop a nasty pitch that then, that then works in my arsenal? And like how do I start playing with that? So he's got like six seven pitches. Yeah. Um, I used to love watching you Darvish back in the day when he was in the West. So yep. I, would, I had a, I I'm, obviously in the, in, the, in the dugout. I mm. used to love watching him. Um, of course, I watched Dallas Keuchel pitch. It's like my like. That's like my like my big brother, kind of like in the game of baseball. So um, I watch every single one of his games. Um, but I used to watch Scherzer pitch like in the minors. Like I would like pull it up like on the like on the buses and stuff, and just like watch him pitch. Mm-hmm. Yordan Ventura back in the day. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. Of course, Jose Fernandez. I grew up with Jose. Yep. Yeah. So I uh, watch. You know, used to watch him. But endless guys, really. There's endless guys. But like, if I had to pick one right now, it would be Bueller. And if I had to pick two more behind that. It would be Scherzer and it would be Alcantara from the Miami. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, He's super cool. underrated. Yeah, yeah, that's a cool super list. Super underrated. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. like that list. Yeah, some of the best stuff in the game. Really? Yeah. Tips for velo besides mobility, strength, nutrition. <laughs> <laughs> um, at, at a certain point, like I was kind of saying, like there, there, you can be successful. Like you don't have to only have velo. Mm-hmm. I mean, velo is what like you know catches people's you know catches people's eyes on like. The, the social media apps, yeah. things like that. But I mean, you can go around the league. Like, there's almost one, sometimes two guys in each rotation that don't live off Philo. Mm. Like, you're talking about guys who've made hundreds of millions of dollars in their career, like, that don't have mid 90s, that like sit like 90, 91. Um, you know, I'm thinking like toward later in his career, like John Lester. Oh, yeah. It's our guy. Yeah. Like, bro, yeah. John Lester pitched for the Cubs. Yeah. Pitched so good. I mean, I know he pitched for the Red Sox too, yeah, but he yeah. had a little bit of Velo yeah. back in the day. Yeah. But he yeah. transitioned to like a different type pitcher. Right. I mean, look at like, Wayno right now, like yep. just learning how to pitch, understanding like Dallas Keuchel, like yep. his success over his career. Um, you have Kyle Hendricks. Yep. Um, I mean, bro, like Marcus Stroman. Yeah. Marcus Stroman doesn't That's throw ninety seven. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like um, he doesn't like he's not a velo monster. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I mean, I watch him pitch. He's nine ninety one, but he just knows how to pitch, man. Knows like pitch. knows how to mix it up, and he's developed individually like good pitches by themselves. Right. So I think like if you are struggling with velo. I would say you need to find a way to like develop like really good stuff um, and learn how to like blend it together and don't. And another thing I I wanted to talk about for the young kids is like 
pay attention to, like your hand angle. Like don't pay so much attention to like your arm angle. Like right, pay attention okay. to like how your hand like comes through your slot. Like right. wrist angle. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah. wrist and like like what you're able to do like with your wrist. Like right. if you're a guy who has like super flexible wrists, like you could throw a hoppy four right. at 89, 90, and then you could drop, keep the same arm angle, and you could drop that wrist and you could throw a nasty slider yep. off that. Yeah. Huh. The like, hitter can't see it. Do you do you yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yep. So it's like my, my two seams like here, my change up is here, but yep. I roll it. I roll it with my middle finger, and my slider, my slider is is like almost flat, and I, I shoot it straight across, and then my curveball, it's spiked, and I'm here, and I'm like I try to be on top of it, but like I eventually get to this point, and then it's like just over the top. Yep. So like all four, or even my cutter. Now that I'm starting to the cutter a little bit more, like they're all different hand angles, but they're all the same arm angle. Yep. So like hitters can't tell hand angle. Yeah. I'm 100 percent convinced. Yeah. Can I tell hand no. manipulation? All right. mm-hmm. They can tell arm or like difference in like the like the velo of your arm action, but it's like the hand manipulation gives pitchers the ability to like oh. throw different pitches that like you like can't throw. Yeah, you know what I mean. I've so never thought about that. That's so smart. I would yeah. say that's like a, a thing for like if you're struggling with like velo, like don't blow out trying to figure out how to throw hard. Yeah, because unless like now hard is like if you're coming out of the pin, you better be upper nineties. Yeah, and if you're a starter and you want to throw hard, I th- I, I sat at the ninety four eight last year. You said, but like I still had ninety eight in the tank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, you got to have that ability to, like, to climb when you need it. If you don't, like, don't try to be that guy. Right. Like, be somebody else. There's work plenty on, of guys in the pitching, big leagues yeah. that yeah. can just pitch. Right, yeah. just pitch, yeah. Um, why the sinker in today's baseball? Well, I used to throw a four-seam um, back when I was a, a rookie in 15. And then I mentioned I had a shoulder injury, and I changed my arm action, and I lost the four-seam. Mm. So, out of, out of necessity and out of survival, I started throwing the <laughs> sinker, and I've kind of stuck with it. How hard were you throwing in high school? I topped out at triple digits in high school. <laughs> and I was casual, throwing casual triple digits. I was throwing um like mid to upper, like from like my sophomore summer on. Yep. So I was a VLO guy. Yeah. Yep. But there's a lot of guys that are even more successful than me in the big leagues that I that I see I saw pitching high school yep. or pitching college that were not VLO guys. Right. Plus VLO is hard to maintain. Mm. Like if you learn how to pitch, like Shane Bieber. Yeah. Yeah. yeah learn yeah. how to yep. pitch. Yep, yep. That's gonna be more sustainable over like a long period of time all yeah. velo guys unless you're out of the pin and you can just maintain that forever all velo guys at some point have to learn how to pitch mm-hmm. right. a lot of times like they don't yeah and like they they fall out or you think about that guy from was it tennessee or texas that throws 103 oh, I mean, he, he, well yeah. okay well he's he's out of the bullpen right yeah. yep and he's throwing 103 405 yeah. so it's like okay so his velo is gonna go away he's gonna throw upper 90s yeah so like he's gonna probably be fine yeah, yeah, probably, yeah. yeah. i mean like yeah. injury is a high risk yeah. but you know yeah so so what do you say like a guy like Degrom, whose velo has gone up consistently throughout his career like how does he how does he even do that well i think Degrom was a was, was a position player in college yeah, Stetson, yeah, sure, um sure. i think he had some injuries in college as well kind of had tj and yeah. stuff and he changed the mechanics a little bit he freed up that back arm mm-hmm. but See, another thing I want to tell kids, like, the short arm stuff doesn't always work for everybody. Like, for every – I've seen tons of guys go, like, to, like, the short arm action. Giolito type, yeah. But, you, but like, bro, you have to have, like, certain levers. Yeah. Like, you have to have certain, like, abilities. Like, all the guys that I see go short arm that, like, really sustain success for a long, long period of time are, like, a lot of, like, super big tall right. guys. Yep. Like, so that's another thing I would say. Um, just be careful with, like – but what the internet says to do, I think staying in your like natural arm path is probably the most beneficial. He's so big. it's like yeah. I can't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't do what he does. Yeah. So like you know, just you have to understand like what your like body allows you to do as well. Yeah. Mm, which pitcher that you have played with is the most competitive? Um, Verlander. Mm. I saw Verlander last night. And I was like, oh my god, like that because I was at the dugout last night. And I was like, yeah. that's 
fucking Verlander yeah. went right there, dude. Yeah. A lot of this is throwing harder. Yeah. What happened? What helped yeah. you with Velo? Like I said, I mean, um, that's, I'm telling you, man, kids like that's all. I mean, I know. that's what they're pushing. Yeah. Velo, Velo, Velo. Listen, if you have the ability to do it, absolutely run with yeah. it. It's going to get you like a easy D one if you throw hard. Um, you know, but if you don't, you're just going to be chasing something that like you may never get to instead of like learning how to like, like learn how to pitch and to like develop pitches and, you know, pr- you know, ultimately like look at Phil Maton, like my guy throws 90 yeah, and he's like a leverage guy for us out of the 10. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he- like, like heck, like Naris like doesn't throw 97, 98, those 93, 94, 95 right. knows how to pitch. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know 95 is still hard, yeah. but like um, what, my point is like, you don't have to throw a hundred or right. not 97, 98. Right. Like right. there's so many different ways to be successful. What's my arsenal. So two seam change up cutter slider curveball. Um, based off of how I hold my curveball, I can like shape it a couple different ways, mm-hmm. how I hold it. A uh, good tip for guys on your, on your breaking ball is to put pressure from with your ring finger, pressure with your ring finger, pressure okay. from, yeah. from, with the ring finger. My best pitch is my slider for sure. Not my curveball. It's it's the slider. Is it also your best pitch on TrackMan too? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. How bad are some of the coaches? I think I I really do think coaches aren't bad. I just think that they like they're just like misinformed. Mm-hmm. Like I I don't think anyone who coaches high school baseball is trying to be bad. Yeah. Like, yeah why would yeah. you spend your time doing that? And they don't know they're bad. Yeah. They yeah, don't yeah. know. They yeah. they don't know what they don't know. Yeah. It's like they're just teaching you what they think is right. Which may be bad, <laughs> but I don't think like anyone's like intentionally being like I'm trying to screw this yeah, kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I would say like if you feel like your coaches are are not um, like are bad, quote unquote bad, I would say like like search for your own like answers. Mm-hmm. And also, I think I think fighting. I had I have a good story. I don't know how much time we have left, but I had a good story. I had a pitching coordinator my my first year in pro ball, so 2012. Yep. I drafted it was four first overall, so supplemental pick, and he told me righties have to throw from the right side of the mound. I throw from the left side of the mound. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I don't know about <laughs> <why?"> that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, you just have to, like for the angle of the righties. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, sounds good. So I went to the right side of the mound. And then after my bullpen, I was like, you know, I think my arm kind of bothers me like that. I, th- I think for like health purposes, I need to go back to the left yeah. side of the mound. And you can't say anything about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just like don't fight them. Just be yeah, like, yeah. you know, it's like, in one ear, out the other, like yeah. do your thing, like you know, like you know best, yeah. in, in my opinion. Right, okay. um, what advice would I give to myself in high school? Um, my grandfather is a Cuban immigrant. Dude, you're Cuban? Yeah, oh, I'm Cuban. Yeah, that's awesome. My grandfather yeah. is a Cuban immigrant and grew up in um, Ybor City, Tampa. Okay, with uh, with his mom, and yeah. they lived in a garage apartment with no living room and a uh, bathroom that was in the kitchen yeah. that had one burner type situation. And so I had a very, like, he always told me that like, you have a lot of God given ability, but you have to work. Like you have to work. Like it's, it's like, it's just like ingrained in me when I was a kid. And my dad is like very old school, like country type of boy. So, you know, his dad instilled in him, like you just work hard, like you yeah. just work hard. So my thing was like, just freaking work hard. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's like, also like you have to work smart too. Right. Like, don't, like, don't overdo don't it. Overword, yeah. And, like, don't – and if you feel like you're in a situation, so you feel like you're at a college, a high school, a pro ball, because this happened to me, and you feel like you, like, have to prove yourself or, like, you owe something, like, do you try to pitch hurt? Like, you're not doing anybody any favors. No. Especially you. Yeah, Because if you pitch you. bad yeah, when you're yeah, hurt yeah. Mm-hmm. and you're saying, well, I'm hurt pitching bad, 
like they're just, you're just going to get buried. Yeah. So like, just take the time you need. So like, I would say like to my younger self, maybe not in high school, but in pro ball, like I wish I never would have pitched 2016. Yeah. I had a really bad shoulder impingement. I wish like my scat movement was all messed up. I just wish I would have just washed that year mm-hmm. and just been like, I'm not going to pitch because I probably wouldn't have ever had to have TJ and all these other problems. Yeah. Now it's like never ending issues in my elbow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the hardest point in my career was, was TJ for sure. Okay. I knew it was coming. I, I heard it in 16 and I knew it was going to be coming eventually, but like yeah. kind of like we talked about like every year, it's so like 17, I'm 23, make the all-star team. I had an unbelievable first half. The whole second half of the year, elbow and shoulder just killing me. I was stupid. I pitched through it. I went from like a 2-8 at the break to like a 4-2 mm-hmm. because I was just trying to pitch Pitch-y through because right. I, like, I felt like I owed it to like to pitch, right. right? And I wasn't doing me or my team any favors. And I was like every game, there's a stretch of like almost every game that I was like four or five games in a row was like four, three or four innings, like five or six runs. Like yeah. that's not helping nobody. Yeah. So like having TJ was tough just in general because I was at a weird spot in my career because like I hadn't really made like the type of money where I would feel like financially secure, had a daughter on the way, stuff like that. Yeah. And I just really had to like put my best foot forward every single day. Like we talked about, just like be positive, like gain an inch every day. And eventually those inches will add up to like where you want to be. So that was a tough period of time because there was a lot of like outside pressure around me. I felt like there was, I was putting that pressure on myself. Um, The other hardest thing is like, it's like every year, like 18 again, like off to a great start. Like it was August career high in innings, career high in games started, I was really throwing the ball well, minus the one game. I gave up nine. <laughs> I felt like I was finally on my way to, like, I was pitching in a rotation that was stacked, but, like, I was holding my own and then, like, blew my UCL out. Yeah. So, like, the constant, like, injuries, like, last year, career year, like, emerged as, like, really, the, really like, the true ace of our staff. I'm not saying, like, I'm an ace. It's, like, the ace of the staff because there's a difference, by the way. Yeah. So, the difference between being an ace of a staff or, like, a one-year ace or even, like, a two-year ace mm-hmm. and being, like, a legit big league number ace. one. That's yeah. a huge difference, difference. that yeah. people, like, don't correlate well. Yeah. Um, we can talk about it at a different time. But, like, I like last year I had emerged as, like, the ace of our team. And, like, I really could see myself, like, moving forward. Like, like the way I was pitching was sustainable. Right. Like, weak contact, ground balls, like, high strikeout rate. Um, throwing strikes for the most part, minus like I would just like have bad games where I walk like six guys, but I would give them no hit. So it was kind of a trade off for me. But the constant like just always like almost feel like like the fu like in your face like I'm doing well, I'm doing my thing, career years gonna like like that intrinsic value of like how good can I be, how far can I go, and like always just injuries just like just like constantly beating me down. Like I truly believe like people can say whatever the hell they want. I truly believe I could have made a difference like in the World Series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like with the way I was throwing the ball, I'm not saying we win because right. Atlanta played their tail off and like so much credit to them. Like they, they, they played great and it was like actually super fun to like be in that stadium for the world series, like that atmosphere, like growing up, yeah. like when I grew up, like when the Braves were like the Braves yeah. and it was like all the big boys, Glavin, like Glavin, Maddox, Chipper, like yeah. Andrew Jones, like yeah. Brian McCann, like mm-hmm. those guys, like Smoltz, like it was cool to see like that fan base, like be like re like revived again. Yeah. Um, and if you're a fan of the game, like you're a fan of like Freddie winning and things yeah, like that, of course. Um, even though you're on the losing end, but yeah. um, just like things like that, like, hard, like multiple hard points of just like always feeling like I'm like I'm like almost there, yeah. And then like someone just like picks me up and throws me off the mountain and like I'm just, like down <laughs> yeah. at the bottom again. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I think that, but it's all part of it, man. That that's 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 my plan. Like I don't know why, like that's in like my, my fate, but like you just gotta hold your, hold hold your chin up, you know, yeah. go through it, yeah. No? I got probably like 
10, 15 more. Okay, if cool. If you have anything. Yeah, I got, I got one more. I remember in that doc, little, like, the mini doc yeah. you had, I saw your tattoo. It was, yeah, I got a lot of tattoos You got a lot now. of tattoos, but I saw yeah. the one with the <laughs> astronaut with the world. Uh-huh. It says, what did it say, be someone? That's be someone, yeah. yeah. So what, what does so be cool. someone mean to you? So there's a there's a bridge in Houston um, that's like, it's not really a bridge, like a railroad that goes over the interstate, and it had always historically said, be someone, mm-hmm. like, on the bridge. So it's like every day when you're driving into downtown, um, like, I mean, millions of cars would pass through that. And like, I'd, I'd pass through it. And, um, it was just like a Houston staple. Like if you're from Houston, you spend a lot of time in Houston. Like, you know, that saying, you know, that like slogan there, the guy who created, there's like a brand now it's called a be someone who sells t-shirts, all this kind of stuff. But like, I just think it's cool, you know, that like every day it's like, you're trying to like, you're trying to be someone today, whether it's like a, you know, positive influence or like whether you're doing like charity work or like giving back or whether you're going to the field, like trying to make a difference. Or you're trying to like be someone like you're not right. like, don't just like go through, like, don't just like go through life and just like, like be there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I'm very religious. Like, I don't know. Some people, like, especially in today's age, like, no, it's not like the thing. Like, I'm very religious. Like, I really believe that, like, you know, there's an afterlife here. But, like, we're only here. Like, we're only on this earth doing this for, like, so long. And it's, like, it's like do something with do something it. Do something with it, yeah. You know, you like. character, yeah. You just know, just do something. Man, yeah. Like, you know, be, you know, be, like, be a good person or, like, try to, like, try your best. Like, like, put, like, your best foot forward, like, be someone. And, like, the whole tattoo was, like, the, an astronaut's, like, support, like, you know, obviously Houston, like, kind of plays out the Space City theme, even, yeah. though, like, I didn't know about that back then. Then it was, like, the Houston skyline and kind of, like, a dripping effect because, like, yeah. we won the World Series right when Harvey hit, and that was a tough time oh, for, for yeah. the city. Okay. So it was, like, the be someone with, like, the dripping like Houston skyline um, with the World Series trophy behind the skyline with like the astronaut yeah. kind of above it. Um, so like that's kind of like that piece. But yeah, I got a lot of tattoos now. Yeah. yeah. What's your favorite tattoo? Um, my favorite tattoo is like probably my daughter's hand. Oh, that's, right here. that's dope. That's dope. Oh, dude, that's yeah. I've been trying that's to get dope. him to get a tattoo. Yeah. He's, so he's afraid. Cool. Yeah. Okay. We'll wrap it up. Thanks so much for yeah, of joining, course, man. I really appreciate yeah. it. Anything you want to say to the people to end off? No, nah, man, I think I got a lot out there. So yeah, that was you know, awesome. I, I mean, the, it comes down to just like self-belief. Um, I'll say it again. Like I found like my career and just like life in general took off. Like when I found a lot of like self-worth, um, like in myself and, um, you know, if you have like something that you want to do, like, um, like go do it. And yeah, I've always said, like, I go talk to kids a lot and they're always asking like, well, about like baseball and whatever. I said, listen, even if like sports or like baseball, like doesn't work out, like long term, like career wise, like it can't for everybody, it just can't. Like right. it just doesn't work that way. Right. Like the lessons that you learn, like along the way, like help you so much in life. Like all of my friends that like played ball, like in high school and in college, like they don't play ball anymore, but like they're all went on to be super successful just because of like, I, I believe, especially like baseball, but sports in general, like really help, like, you know, build your character and like yep. help you like learn how to deal with failure and learn how to like pivot and things like that nature. Like, like look at y'all, like, you know, like do like podcasts, like the, yeah. like the, like creating content and stuff. So, um, like, you know, even if like that, like doesn't end up like working out, like I believe like just like being in the sport and especially the sport, like makes you like better long term. So definitely, just, you know, just do your thing. Definitely. That was Definitely. great. That was a great way that to end great. it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. We're all set. Yeah. Thank, you. Thank you so Talk much. Sweet. Dude. Yeah. Thanks, bro. That, that was, was fucking awesome. awesome.
All right, that's going to do it for the interview with Lance McCullers Jr. Hopefully you guys enjoyed. We got through a ton of stuff. It ended up being like an hour and a half of actual just like audio. So I did an extra 20 minutes on Spotify and Apple so you guys can just listen to the full audio version. If you like this one, there's a bonus 20 minutes on Spotify and Apple. So I'll link those in the description. Check them out. And yeah, man, so we are presented by Baseballer now. So we got our own official Baseballer show page. I'll put that up on the screen if you guys want to check it out. All the highlights and stuff will be going there. Plus, we have a YouTube channel now. So I'm going to be throwing all the highlights and stuff on YouTube. So it'll be like five minute clips. Um, kind of like how Rogan does it where they do like the clips of talking back and forth and then i'll do like shorts and stuff like that so it'll be like the tiktok ones like i do and for my audio listeners so check it out for tw extra 20 something minutes of, of content right here so check that out i mean obviously i guess just keep listening because it's still going so yeah hopefully you're enjoying it but for the video version hopefully you guys enjoyed that's gonna do it a lot of content plans for the future next week i've got a pocket radar versus stalker video which i'm really pumped for so make sure to check that one out and then a bunch of podcasts in the future we got a ton of ideas with this shout out chad from baseball we've been going back and forth for like a month trying to set this up and i'm so glad it's finally worked out so shout out you bro it's been it's been awesome and this is just the beginning so i'm very excited thank you guys for supporting liking subscribing all that stuff big plans in the future uh it's just really just only the beginning so thank you so much shout out joe he's down there in plymouth mass right now i'm up here in exeter so yeah that's gonna do it see you guys next week for the new video peace and then pretend joe is saying peace too peace 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 all right peace yeah it's hey. like the man in the arena type thing where yeah. it's like look like you don't really know what I've gone like you can't even have an opinion because you know you haven't been in my shoes you haven't right. walked in my in my in my shoes so it's like it's it's completely different it's, it's like their opinion's not even valid but it's if they're saying something you just take it as validity even if even, like just because it gets under your skin just because it's something you're insecure about which is wild but yeah which is so you think that's another thing you've overcome in the last like five years I guess five years like not thinking uh, not taking too opinion too seriously and just focusing on your inner circle and stuff like that yeah well I just I like I. It's more about like if you just stop giving like other people's like, you know, words and opinions like power type thing. So I think if if someone like yells at you, I saw this one time. It's like someone yells at you like in um, a different language you don't understand. They could be saying like the worst thing ever to you. Yeah, you don't think it's twice about it. Yeah. You're just like, well, I don't know what you're saying. So it's, <laughs> it's all good. But like when someone that like you understand says something negative about you, like like you kind of like giving like those like thoughts and words like power like over you it's kind of like what i've been trying to like is what i've been trying to or i have i guess now in the, in the last couple of years but was struggling with for a while um so i would say like just you know don't give like other people like the like the power to like control you like like what they say like how they feel because like if i see something about you and then you're pissed it ruins your day it's like not, you're giving that person like power over you you know what I'm saying? So like, they win. And you're yeah, they win. Idea. You know, like, he's, like so I, I think it's just, it's a hard, when you're growing up and you're trying to, like, find yourself and now you have all these, like, forms of social media and, like, you people need to find, like, validation, on, like, on those apps. It's impossible to say, like, don't be on those apps. I'm just trying to say, like, realize there's value in the people that you care around you. Like, there's way more value, like, in what they say, which has always been the case, but it's hard to, like, differentiate, um like what they say is like, you don't know, like, Oh, they're just saying that cause they're my parents or they're my yeah. friends, like whatever. But it's like, you know, the people that you surround yourself with, that's why I'm saying like, be careful who you're trying stuff with because that's who you need to draw like your sources of like self-worth from or like a like, confidence. Your self-worth comes from yourself, but like we all need a little like affirmation. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. So just like, be careful who you're around and like, and you don't want to be around people who like tear you down and like laugh at you or like, like if I'm with my boy and like, there's an opportunity to like get at me and he gets at me, like kind of like throws a jab at me. I'm kind of like, damn, like, damn, yeah. that's, how you, feel. <laughs> that's <laughs> how you feel. That's how you feel, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Right. So things like that, like 
just like surround yourself with with people that you feel like great being around and like draw your like your inspiration from them. Yeah. So what are you working on right now, personally, or even rehab and all that stuff? So what are you? What's Lance working on? Um. Well, I'm like thinking about like how I'm gonna make myself a better pitcher, you know, mm-hmm. when I come back, but. Um, just trying to be healthy, man. Just trying to, like I said, I, I have a, I, I feel like I have like a, I feel like I really just like, I, I'm a big, I grew up playing like one team my whole life, like growing up and like AAU team growing up. And it was yeah. like, you know, very team oriented, very like team four, like focus of like our AAU team. Um, so I'm just want to get out there because I feel like, you know, I, I just want to like pitch well, like from a team, want to get out there, like, like be with the guys, um, so right now I'm working on patience yeah. because where I'm at in my rehab, um, I'm in a great place with the rehab, but it's almost to a point now where like, I want to like, I want to, I want to like push the gas pedal and like, I want to get you back. Get but yeah. like, right now is like the most like pivotal time, like in the rehab and like how I'm doing. So right now I'm working on like being patient. It's like trusting the process as, yeah. you know, Embiid yeah. coin, finding patience and like enjoying the process and like just like working my way back i think that's like what i guess i'm working on right now because yeah. i don't have much else <laughs> yeah, yeah you gotta i mean that's yeah, yeah. yeah. oh so what are your long-term goals like what do you want to be three to five years plus like what do you want to be do you, do you think about that stuff i mean i used to a lot but so when i was and this like this is like from a like a baseball podcast like a deep podcast now but <laughs> yeah right like when i was growing up a lot i was always like a i can't wait type of guy you know what i mean and what i mean by that is like i can't wait to uh you know, commit to a college. I right. can't wait to, you know, be a senior. I can't wait to uh, get drafted. I can't wait to start playing pro ball. I can't wait to be in the big leagues. And I can't wait to, you know, do X, Y, and Z. And then it's like, you do all those things and you're always just looking for the next, I can't wait. You're not in the moment. And you're yeah. not like appreciating like the time that like you're going through. And I think I'm, I'm 28, but like, I've realized how fast like time goes now. And when I had, when I had Ava, my daughter, I kind of became like a, I was like the opposite. I was like, I wish, like, I wish like she wouldn't get big so quick or mm-hmm. I wish, you know, um, I could be at home more cause yeah. I'm, we're on the road a lot. Like I haven't seen her in probably like 11 days and it's like, I wish, um, you know, I could, you know, I, she, all this, like I wish type of stuff. It's all like in the past before I was like all in the future yeah. and like I was like all in the past. So it's like, I'm trying to just like, be where like be, be where my feet are yeah you know yeah. like be like be where your feet are and kind of enjoy it things like that because you know you, you say like five years ahead it's like man five years i could probably be retired yeah because i got four years well this year and then plus four years on my on my contract with the astros but um you know the game's getting younger so at that point i'm like 32 33 so it's like maybe i'll play for two three more years yeah um, cause I want to be at home with my family. That's like something that like is super important to me as like my family's getting older. So I'm not going to play like till I'm like, I'm 40, even right. if I probably could. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, man, I, I, I asking like, Oh, we want to be in five years. I think that's like easier when you're young. Cause like, there's so much to look forward to. Yeah. It's like shit in five years, I could be retired. So yeah. <laughs> I don't want to go five years ahead right now. Right. But so, I mean, in five years, I hope <laughs> yeah. to just like still be, I hope to be healthy and hope to just like still be, um, like we talked about, hope to still like be like a figure in the community in, in Houston and like still you know be with the astros and you know be a good father and hopefully healthy and you know pitching well yeah five years is for us like because we're 19 so yeah like, five years ago i was 14 years old like right. that's crazy so five years from now seems like a whole lifetime yeah, away yeah like, it's, it, it goes quick though man i'm telling yeah, you like yeah. i know everyone says that but man it's like i feel like yesterday i was you know getting drafted like in rookie ball you know type thing because a lot of the guys that I, I like I was roommates with Carlos and you know now like we we went to the minors together we were roommates in the minors and then 
you know, we've been the big leagues, accomplished a lot. Like now he's in Minnesota and I kind of look around, I'm like, damn, like, like a lot of like the it's guys that I came up with, like they're all yeah, gone. They're gone. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. For, for your family, like I've always kind of wondered that you, you don't get to see that much. Like I always wonder what that kind of whole process is like. with Yeah. I mean, it just depends. Like, you know, when you're a lot of guys on our team, like when they're, when their kids start getting older, you know, they're in school. Yeah. So it's like you go to spring training right. six weeks. So it's like you don't see your family, like mo- majority of that time. And then during the season, you know, you're it's, you know, the season's six months long or so. So just assuming half the month you're gone. Yeah. And then if they're in school, kids are in school, it's like April, May. They're in school, so they're probably not with you unless you make yeah. the city, you know, like I've made the city that we play our home. Yeah. I think that's like that's like a benefit for right, us, right. but not, I've gotten lucky. Not yeah. everyone can do that. You bounce around, you sign with different teams. You know, kids are in school. You have to you have to find a home base somewhere. Right. So like you know, Jake Odorizzi, you know, he goes to spring training. His kids are at home. They're in school, so he's grinding. Yep. You know, six seven weeks in spring, seeing them maybe like one two times. Then April May and the first part of June, kids are at home in school. He's by himself. He's not seeing his kids. It's like FaceTime. Yep. You know, then these kids come out for the summer. But they're there for, you know, a month or two, but we're gone those times. Yep. And then s- school starts again. So, like, a lot of times, like, as you get older in your career, um, like, you start face- you start dealing with, like, those things. Right. And, like, you miss your family. You miss out on a lot. I mean, I, like, I know one of my teammates back in the day, um, I, he hadn't been home for, like, his daughter's birthday in, like, six years in a row. Oh, man. And Jeez. so, like, that you know, that show it's tough. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. You know, and you got, like, people got personal stuff going on, you know. You got families, and you know it's not it's not all sunny. So right. that just goes back to what I'm also saying earlier. It was like the guys who can like separate that and like go out there and like consistent. do the damn thing yeah. and be consistent. Like those are the guys that are great. Right. Yeah. Like you can have a you can have like a major league average talent, but if you just go out there every day and like your mental capacity or like ability to show up every day to work and like be your best version of that day and like not take any days off, like those guys become. You know, perennial all stars, yeah, and those guys exactly. get massive contracts. Right. Not the most talented guys. I mean, yeah. I played with guys back in high school trout ball that were like way more talented than me, but yeah. like they cared about you know whatever else way more, and like right. it, they just like the god give ability like fell off eventually. Yeah. Exactly. Wait, you, right. s- you said you were a shortstop, right? Yeah. For like the, until when? All, all of high school? Like when? Yeah. Did you always know you were going to play MLB as a pitcher? Or no. Was like no. I mean, I committed to Florida. I didn't pitch yet. As a two-way or just shortstop? No, just Oh, a, you were committed geez. before you... Yeah. Oh, okay. That's yeah. really interesting. Yeah. Sophomore, too, right? Yeah. No, I mean, like, I, I mean, I was a sophomore, like, by year, but it was, uh, it was like, super early, like, September yeah. of my sophomore season. Wow, like, nice. my sophomore year. So, I was yeah. really just a fresh... I played freshman and then played summer ball. I, I played with, I played at Midland. Yeah. Um, oh, nice. Which is, like, a big, you know, organization right. um, over there in Ohio. A lot of... ton of big leaders have, have, have come through there. So I played there, played like all summer, like let off, had like a great summer hitting. I think I had like 13, 14 homers, and uh, I just committed to Florida. And I maybe pitched a couple innings here and there. I'm sure yep. they saw it. Right. I'm sure they saw it. I mean, I was throwing really hard even yeah. when I was that. I was like 93, 94. I was like a – I was 15. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so like they saw that, so I'm yeah. sure that pushed them along the way. Yeah. But at that period of time, I was like, no, nah, I just I, – I don't really pitch. I just go right. up there and I throw hard. Yeah. Um, but I'm, but yes, yeah, so I was a position player and I kind of like re like re kind of designated committed type thing, um, for like a full scholarship, I think going into my junior year. Cause at that point I was like really pitching like really well and throwing super hard. Plus I was playing the field well still. Yeah. So like all the other schools starting to sell they're like full offers at me where I think originally it was like maybe like a 50 to Florida, but I was in state. Yeah. So then it kind of like re designated as like official, like two way type type thing. But yeah, I, I played shortstop and, you know, on the scene and against, 
you know, I remember I, fa- I remember facing like Joey Gallo and he was a pitcher. He was selling oh, nice, yeah. seven ninety eight, like big old dude, like Joey nasty, Gallo. like big sink. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I faced a lot of these guys that like play in the big leagues today. Like I, I grew up, like me and Jesse Winker played on the AU team. No kidding. Growing That's up wild. together for like yeah. three or four years. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. I went to high school with Pete Alonzo. Like oh, you went to we high played, school? We played, yeah, we played on the same team. Oh, yeah, he ended by transferring okay. um, to plant where Tucker went. Yep. But, um, yeah, so it's like a small world. Like there's a bunch of like uh, Alex Fajardo, um just has started pitching for the Tigers. He's a Tampa kid. Yeah. There's like a lot, a lot of Tampa guys. Brett Phillips is kind of yeah. from that area. Oh, yeah. People up here have no idea how good baseball down there is. <laughs> yeah, like, it's have no idea. Like yeah, our high like, school in, league compared to you guys is just – in, I remember, like in my, in our division, like, like Jimmy Herget, uh-huh. he's he's a uh, major league bullpen arm okay. for the he's he's up with the Angels now. Angels, I think okay. he's been around for a little bit. Like Michael Givens was in our division. Mm. Like I was in it. Like Jose Fernandez was was in it. Mm. Like we had like a lot of dudes. That's so crazy. Like, like, like multiple first. It's like multiple first rounders running around like so just a little yeah. like one division in Tampa. Not even saying like yeah. you know, Tyler Danish from yeah. Tampa. We Tampa play, area. We play he pitched one, last night. We played one Power Five commit. We're like, oh, they, they yeah. got a they got a Clemson guy. They got a Their Clemson. Whole, like, every guy on my yeah, high school yeah. team, my senior year, was committed to a, like pretty major D one. That's wild. Every every guy different. Just built different. Like up here, like literally, you just have it's just so much different. Yeah. We like, we like juniors sitting on the bench, like, going to UNC. Yeah, that's crazy. So, so that's nuts. It's, literally, it's insane. That's really cool, though. I, I, mean, didn't, I, didn't, I went down there this year for the first time, kind of playing baseball there, and I was like, this is just different. It's like a factory down there. It's yeah. insane. Yeah, yeah insane. I don't know if it's like people just – a lot of people go there, or like it's year-round type yeah. thing. I yeah. mean, I'm not really sure, but like the Tampa area alone, just Hillsborough County, I think there's been – over a hundred and like twenty plus big leaguers just from like Hillsborough County. <laughs> That's wild. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So we've had in my t- small town in New Hampshire, we had a second round pick, Cody Morse. He went to the Marlins. Then we had an eighteenth round pick to the Tigers. And then we had a guy drafted third round in the NFL. And that was like, and this was all within like a three year span. Yeah. And that was huge for us. We're right. like, oh my god, like this is crazy. Like and that's never gonna happen again. Which is like so nuts. Yeah. Um. What is the worst pitch you've thrown in your entire life? <laughs> I don't even know. What does that even mean? Um, I don't even know how to. Ever. I would say in a game or like a pitch I even, like. A I would say it had to be ball. like just like a like a like a stupid pitch. You have like a like a big homer on or something like that. Yeah. Um, I can tell you the worst four pitches I ever threw was last year against the Royals. I had got a second and third face of the nine hole. I walked them on like a slider, like on three one or three two instead of just going after them. And then the our reliever who came in after me, who's like so good, got hit, hit got hit, a grand slam, hit off him, and I like the, my there were my three runs, like yeah. lost the win, yeah. lost the three runs, like really made a difference in the ERA title. I was trying to like win, I finished second, I think. Um, so like that was probably like one of the worst batters in recent memory. Yeah, <laughs> um, I was sitting up, I'm like, I don't even deserve like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, sure, I don't deserve any of this. Yeah. How do I deal with overall Astros backlash following the World Series? I mean. Like I like I've said, like we like I think it was pretty prevalent in baseball, but it doesn't make what like what we did like any better or any worse. I I think what we did was like it was wrong. Um, Like we definitely cheated. I don't think it. I don't know how much it did or didn't help us in the World Series or in the postseason in general. Because I believe we had the best team, but I would say like us continuously winning, and it was like an isolated event. I know like that like some people debate like that fall over from to like 18 or whatever but like it was isolated year like i can put that on my daughter and like we've been a consistently good team like for a long time and i actually think that like the cheating scandal and like the outside perception came in a point in my life where like 
it was terrible, but also like a blessing because it made me look like inward and like really helped me just like, yeah. like, yeah, through, like right. my personal yeah. stuff. So, um, there's so many questions on here. Yeah. You don't need to answer all of them, yeah. Um, hardest hitter to face in the league. The hardest hitter I've ever had to face in the league that has done the best off of me is uh, Salvador Perez. He's done the best off of you? Salvador Perez is my daddy. <laughs> um, Got that he's hitting lot. like 485 off me with at least three or four homers. Jeez. Um, it's, and including a postseason homer, I probably doesn't show up, so... He's been tough on me, man. And Elvis Andrus, when he was at Texas especially, he just wore me out. He's a stud, too. He wore me out, man. Yeah. Um, I'll answer, like, two more. Yeah, that's pretty good. He's my daddy. Just, that's the clip. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, not a question, but you're making moves. I appreciate it. If that means you think I'm pitching better, thanks. Uh, pre-game routine for me is all about... Like I said, it's all about like preparation. Like make sure that like because like physically you go out there, like you're you're just gonna compete, right? And if like if you're healthy, like there's not too much you have to do. I mean, like there's been times in my career where it's like two hour pregame, just like trying to get going. Like I'm just like fighting my body to like yeah. to, like to to get it going. But, like if I'm healthy, and like that part of like the routine is just like my normal like prep to like get ready, like you know like act like activating mobility, like some heavy ball you type plyos? work. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like heavy ball yeah, type yeah. work. Yeah, yeah. like. I, I would be hesitant to say it's like drive line stuff. Um, do you do like the reverse throws, pivot picks, and stuff? Or is no, it, it's, okay. It's, it's more of just like I do use heavy balls yeah. though, and like I have implemented them in the past, like in the off season, to, yeah. for like try to like help with like re- like like gaining like finding arm slot actually. Because mm-hmm. when you yeah. throw a heavier object, like your body like sinks up more yeah. naturally because like you need it to protect you yourself like, versus like the stuff, baseball yeah. no like heavy balls oh, like, oh, heavy heavy balls. Okay, yeah. like yeah. your body I will protect you. itself so you will fall like, more like a more like a clean arm path uh-huh. like some figure eight type stuff yeah. with, like a light ball too like you'll find your arm swing like if you're struggling to find it it's yep. so a little bit of that um and then uh what's the mindset focus after letting up a big hit or even the home run ball i think it depends um I think it depends on when in the game you are. If you're yeah. early in the game and you give up like some big hits or like a home run ball, like you're trying to figure out like in the moment. And this is another big thing about going back to like being consistent. Like make adjustments in the moment. Right. Like when you see shit going sideways, if I can even say that, if you when you see stuff you going say, when yeah. you see stuff going sideways yeah. in a game, or if you're in and at bat and you're overwhelmed. Like, don't let it fester more than, like, one at bat or, like, one inning. Exactly. Make an adjustment. Yeah, like, because yeah. early in my career, I would just go out there and it was like, hey, this is what I'm doing today. Yeah. Like, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. That's why I was giving up nine runs yeah. and up for one inning. Exactly. You know? It's like, you have to make an adjustment quickly. Quickly. And you can't let, you can't let the past haunt you. And it's just... Yeah, you got to flush that. Yeah, exactly. Like, bro, like the, like, the past stuff or, like, previous ABs or, like, like, bro, like, get... That's like you got to have like the quickest turnover like mentally in this sport. You just got it's got to be like this and like hockey maybe yeah. like you got you got to get yeah. rid of it. Got to get rid of it. Um, and if it's late in the game, I give up a home run. Like what's the score? Right. Like did I was I going after that guy or was I pitching around him and I fell behind and I gave up a homer? Like things like that. That'll piss me off more. Like right. um, but if it's early, like make an adjustment. Try to figure it out. Try to right the ship. Try to go deep in, deep in the game as you possibly can. Yep. And then if it's late in the game, you give up a home run. It's like if I was being aggressive because we're up by four, and I'm trying to like extend my my game out, or like not trying to walk guys, so let them climb back in the lead, yep. and like it's a homer. Right. And if it's a solo homer, I could give shit. Right. Like right. solo homers, right. I'd rather you hit a solo homer than a double. Right. 
hundred percent. I got a second, got to worry about my signs out of the glove and my tipping out of the stretch. Yeah. Cause most guys <laughs> sit bad at the stretch first yeah. to wind up. Yeah. Right. So it's like my tipping and you know, this guy hits another double in the same situation or a sink. So all that stuff. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. Hit a pen Valley, in New Dios, never belly. Stay that money, I for Perry. I shoot jumpers, call me Larry. Then in Yonkers, I need a Navy.